0: Now, uh, tracking along, we do know as well that it's really not just the hospitality industry that's impacted uh, when it comes to some of these concerns around the COVID vaccine. We know that uh, we talk a lot about those disruptions to business when it comes to lockdown and issues with the COVID COVID, um, situation at the moment, but it does seem as though those who work in the education sector are also pretty concerned about the current situation. Now, joining me on the line is Jarvis Ryan, who is the head of the Northern Territory Education Union, good morning to you Jarvis
1: Great to be with you Katie
0: And uh, mate firstly, a good run yesterday, you and your little fella ran uh, incredibly well at run with dad
1: Yeah well the, <laughs> the shame it wasn't this morning, the weather's a lot nicer in Darwin this morning than yesterday, it was very tough conditions yeah. but, um, a great great day out and a great cause to be supporting
0: Well I wasn't sure as well whether you and your son were, uh, were the first father and son duo across the line, but you were running pretty fast, no doubt about it
1: well, I, I'm not too sure about that either, but um, it's always good to just get across the, the finish line. And um, yeah, I mean, the other thing that was so nice yesterday, just in, in in trying times, I certainly found that it was a very nice day of celebrating fathers and, and, and men and just um, a good news day amid, amidst uh, quite a lot of grim bad news days around yeah. australia at the moment
0: yeah so you're great. spot on it was so good hey just to get out there when you consider what other people are going through in other states um and we there was a few people running around the track i don't know whether you heard it as well but sort of saying you know i'm from uh, wherever uh, sunshine coast one bloke had told me and he said we just you know this is so good that you're able to do this up here in the top end
1: yeah and it's, it is a contrast and I was talking to my dad yesterday afternoon, he's in Sydney and um, he just said I've never found myself wishing so much of my life away just hoping they can get past this because yeah, yeah. he gets to go out and exercise once a day and go to the shops occasionally and that's that's his life, you know, he wants to get back to travelling and being able to move around and
0: mm-hmm.
1: he said there's not, not a great deal to look forward to at the moment so I guess, I guess that's We're all looking for um, some light at the end of the tunnel. Yep. Because in the Territory, we don't have those day-to-day restrictions, but we do have, obviously, the restrictions in terms of... um Every time we, we leave the Territory, yep. um, things things get a bit dicey.
0: Yeah, you're spot on. And that is something that uh, that you have raised in recent days, particularly uh, for some of our teachers in the Northern Territory uh, as we talk more about that vaccine rollout. Jarvis, talk us through how some of our teachers in in remote communities are sort of feeling at the moment when you look at, um, you know, heading towards the end of the year and, and the potential for us opening up, but only if we get to that 80% vaccine, vaccination rate.
1: Right. Yeah, well we, we are concerned about that. We're concerned about the mental health and well being of our remote teaching staff. So they they do it pretty tough in the best of times and part of the deal usually is those school holiday periods are a chance to, to get out, travel a bit, recharge the batteries. In normal times that would mean maybe a trip interstate, a bit of time by the beach if you're in the central desert. In old days you might have, you know, jumped over to Bali for a few days and what what we're sort of concerned about is if we don't start to see some movement around when we'll start to ease restrictions, particularly when we're looking at potentially mandating vaccination in remote communities, is that um, we may lose a lot of teachers. Uh, a place like Victoria now is offering sign-on bonuses of up to $50,000 for teachers. We're looking wow. at a four-year pay freeze. We're talking about people very isolated, often haven't seen their families interstate for 18 months. Um, I think we need to give people some indication of when some of those restrictions may be looking to ease. And we want to start that conversation now, not three weeks out from Christmas, because it's not just the issue of potentially losing teachers, it's then having to replace them and recruit And if we're talking about hot spots in place around many states of Australia, um, you're asking people to do 14 days of mandatory quarantine just to come and start work here. Mm. That is a big ask for for anyone, particularly someone thinking of bringing their family here. And this is a real risk for the territory that we've done a really good job of keeping COVID out of the territory. But how do we start to make that transition to um, easing some of those restrictions
0: yeah and this is a discussion that we're sort of having uh, quite broadly at the moment we just spoke to uh, to Alex Bruce obviously from hospitality NT and from all accounts you know what I can gather is that people are really just after a bit more certainty and a bit of a plan
1: yeah and I, and I think that's that's what I'd be asking for the chief from the chief minister is look um, particularly uh, the, the issue I think we we have, and I, I listened to the tail end of your interview with Alex, and I think he sort of hit the nail on the head, is we set these arbitrary figures like 80% and so on, but clearly there's a there's a huge disconnect in the bush. And I know I got in contact with a, a member in ulpra last week as one of the utopia central Australian communities where they're talking about sort of as few as 10 out of 700 people vaccinated. Um is yeah, he's he's telling me there's there's misinformation. People are being fed all sorts of false information about vaccines, but there's very little attempt by by the government really mm. to have messages in community language and community engagement campaign and getting elders out to explain just how vital it is that vulnerable people in these communities are are vaccinated. So we've got a real challenge on our hands to get those vaccination levels up in those remote communities, or we, we will never get to that. 80% threshold um, and that raises real issues not just around people's freedom of movement but obviously the, the devastating impact that the coronavirus would, would likely have um, in the in the event of an outbreak in in those remote communities
0: yeah you're spot on there and uh, and you know we all i think everybody uh it's it goes without saying that health is is the priority here and we've got to make sure that that everybody is vaccinated first and foremost to ensure that they are um kept as as safe as possible but then you know like you've just said if we've got a situation where even when we're talking about our education sector um people are worried about coming to the northern territory because of those different factors that come into play i.e having to quarantine and uh And various other things, it's going to make it, I would suspect, quite difficult in terms of recruitment for next year.
1: Well, it is, particularly because, again, it's important to look forward because we can say the Territory, it's great now, we have this openness and so on, but think about how different a place like New South Wales will be next year, potentially Victoria, where they move into a new phase of, you know, to use the expression of, of living with the virus and focusing on hospitalisations and death, not case numbers, are we going to be locked away in the territory? So I, I'm certainly not one who'd be advocating like open slather, but I think saying 14 days mandatory quarantine, like Australia's getting left behind the rest of the world. I mean, I have a friend who has just come back to Australia with his wife to have their second baby. Now, they lived in Qatar. He's vaccinated in the weeks leading up to when he left. He mm-hmm. visited four countries returned to Qatar, had to undertake a test, no mandatory quarantine was able to go about his life and that that's what's beginning to happen in the rest of the world and so I'd be thinking in, in our context we need to look at how we could continue to protect remote communities, um, to ask people working there to take on additional um, precautions but does that need to mean 14 days in hotel quarantine? Could it mean a shorter period of home quarantine? Could it mean um, been submitting to regular testing. Um, I, I, that, that's sort of where I'd like to hear our health officials talking about moving towards a more flexible approach that does change the settings based on higher vaccination rates to get the balance a bit more in favour of giving mm. giving people some more freedom whilst doing it in, in the safest manner
0: possible. Jar- Jarvis, from your perspective, we are going to have to wrap up, but from your perspective, how important is it, do you think, um, you know, when it comes to the, having this discussion as a union uh, for education, how important is it that we do start to really talk about this and have a clear plan?
1: Well, I think, I think it really is important because um, one of the big issues as well here is the bigger issue of, at what point do we accept and submit to you know, community transmission in the Northern Territory, which is the bigger issue then that plays into, do schools stay open? How do they stay open? Yeah. Um, these are, you know, we can't just continue on, as I think Victoria's found with lockdown after lockdown to try and eradicate the virus. So um, have these conversations now before we are faced with that reality, um, because... It's pretty clear you look around the world this, this virus is not going away um, it is going to be a case of trying to minimise hospitalisations and deaths but find a way to balance um, you know, medical interventions and things with trying to allow things like businesses to run, schools to continue to try and do that in the safest way possible and um, certainly I want to see our schools remain open for our kids, I think they miss out too much if we see these prolonged lockdowns that are happening in interstate. So we, we want to make sure we, we try and get that discussion happening mm. now with with government that it can't just be lockdowns and hotspots forever.
0: Well, Jarvis Ryan, the head of the Northern Territory Education Union, it's good to speak with you this morning. Thanks so much for your time. Good on you. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you.